One of the many great parts of growing older is seeing the changes that take place over generations. The stories and experiences of older adults are invaluable. To make sure their older years are as wonderful as the histories, many people in Union County work on improving the lives of older adult residents. Today, we talk with one of these providers, who also happens to be one of Winget's very own. I love chatting with a bulldog. Uh, so my name is Kathy Wright. I'm the executive director of the CCG and head of the religion department, and this is Against the Grain. Today's episode focuses on one of our series called Community Partner Portraits. These are outward-facing episodes that give you a glimpse into the lives of our community partners, see the amazing work that they do every day, and the ways we at Winget and the CCG can help them do what they do best. So today we're chatting with Jessie Granger. She's here to talk about her work with the Council on Aging and how it helps the Union County community by providing services and opportunities for community members. But before we get into that, let's start with some fun facts to help our listeners get to know you better. So welcome, Jessie. We're so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. Oh, anytime. And I can't wait... You, you're doing a special project with Dr. Ritter, and uh, you'll be back in a few weeks, maybe a few months, to talk about the impact. But right now, if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be and why? Peach flavor, because it's my favorite. It's always fresh, and it actually is like super cute when it's in the bowl. Oh. <laughs> I love it, peach ice cream. I don't think I've ever had peach ice cream. Do you have to go somewhere special to get it? It's actually really good. You can buy it, you know, from like Briars or something like that. But there is um, a local place called McLeod's. Um, if you can Google that and get the address, they actually are a peach farm and they make like homemade peach ice cream. And it's like home churned and all that kind of stuff. So it's really good. It's worth the trip. It's about 45 minutes away somewhere, I believe in the Pageland area. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's I think that's a trip. field trip. I, I'm definitely yeah. going to have to take a field trip. Dr. Ritter and I will go and we will get peach yes. ice cream. Wonderful. They have other fruits as well, but they are they have big peach trees and everything. So you can see where the peach trees are grown. And then you can also get the, the nice little ice cream inside. Nice. Next question. If you were quarantined for at least two weeks with three different celebrities and or famous people, if you choose, either dead or alive, who would you choose and why? Okay. So Dolly Parton, because, hello, it's Dolly Parton. (laughs) She's an amazing singer-songwriter, humanitarian, and somewhat of an unintentional feminist. Um, Oh, I love that. Unintentional feminist. Um, But yes, so Dolly Parton. And then share because she is the coolest seventy-four-year-old I know, and I know a lot of seventy-four-year-olds. So I don't think any of our guests so far would be able to say that. <laughs> it's a great quality to have. Um, she is a true superhero and still looks amazing in that. If I could turn back time outfit, um, so that's goals, honestly. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. I love it. You will have so much fun. And who's your third? My third is Eddie Vedder because he's the lead singer of Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. And 
anybody who can successfully transition from a iconic grunge band to a ukulele album is okay in my book. So I want to go to your island, your quarantine island. I think you will be rocking the entire two weeks. You won't even uh, know that it's, you know, COVID quarantine. You'll be having too much fun. (laughs) I love it. Oh, I, I love how you see the world. It's so interesting. So, well, I guess we, let's begin and get down to business. So yeah. Before we get into your work with the Council on Aging, let's okay. talk about how you got to your position and how you got there. So, especially as a Wingate University student. So, what brought you to Wingate University? And how did you de- decide on a major? Tell us your story as a bulldog. So, as I was graduating from high school, I wasn't super interested in any colleges in particular. I went to early college, so I kind of already felt like I had been doing the college thing and I wasn't really like, oh, you know, I love this one school and that's where I'm going to go or, you know, or bust, you know. Um, so I actually applied to like 13 different schools. Wow. <laughs> Basically, whoever sent me a free application. So I applied. <laughs> so people in admissions, they really do work. Right. <laughs> I applied from anywhere from Texas to Pennsylvania Um, I was just, as a townie from Monroe, trying to get out of the area. Of course, I knew Wingate was right there, um, but I was like, it's 15 minutes away. I'm going to try to do something else. And spread Um, your wings. Right. But, of course, you know, God has a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wingate was the best scholarship option. So looking at that and the fact that I already had half of my associate's degree, I thought, Theoretically, I was only going to be there for a little bit. Um, I went initially to Wingate looking at going for exercise science and transitioning into their physical therapist program. Mm -hmm. Um, I always wanted to help people, but I wasn't really sure how I wanted to do that and what kind of aspects. So that was where I was kind of nailing down. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for a while there, the only way to help people was like healing their physical bodies. Um, But with that, after about a year and a half, I changed my major to human services. Um, Through those classes, I was introduced to ways that I could help people heal in other aspects of their life. I was going to say, a very... Yeah. So being able to help individuals transition housing, being able to help people age in place, it's a way to help them heal and to age successfully without actually you know, having to be a doctor or a physical therapist and heal their physical body. It's so important. I mean, we don't often think about it, especially right now, you know, and, right. you know, we our our aging population, our super seniors have so many needs and to care for them is to care for a whole mm-hmm. generation because they're not separated from their families and loved ones and friends. They are physically separated right now right. because of COVID, but really they're part of a larger community and so they need care and love too right Mm -hmm. so tell me a best memory from campus do you have any anything and if you want you can talk about something that you want to redo right so when I got to college I was super shy like I said I went to early college so it was just a bunch of nerds all together so you know we weren't the best at socializing there was no sports (laughs) so we were all just really shy individuals that were just really good at schoolwork Mm -hmm. Um, so I started as a commuter like I said I lived 
15 minutes away, so it didn't make sense living on campus to me. That is one thing I would do over um, if I could definitely live on campus, get the full experience. But through that, I kind of kept to the five or six friends I came to wing it with from early college. Um, and during my sophomore year, I actually stepped out of my comfort zone and went through sorority recruitment. And joining a sorority really helped me to feel more connected to campus. And through my time with the sorority, I met some of my best friends um, that I still get to hang out with, that are still in my same field, that we refer people back and forth to one another. Um, and so becoming connected and having that sort of, you know, additional family has has always been a good thing for me. And that's where my best memories come in, you know, getting out of my comfort zone and spending time with my sisters on study dates and events around campus. Um, I would encourage people to do the thing, join the club, take the class, get out of your comfort zone, because it took me way too long to get out of mine. And that is something that if I could redo, I would have, you know, been more outgoing and things and made more of my college experience. You know, life is now. You got to take I love it. You life is now. Definitely. You have so much wisdom. So I hope all our student listeners out there are are listening (laughs) to this um, because it's true. The more you find your roots and your belonging on campus, and it could be with a fraternity, a sorority, a club, but even a class. So I teach ethics. And one of the things is, is understanding how to build communities. And so you can, you might meet your best friend in a class that you're zooming right now. Um, right. And it's that you might not physically be connected, but you can do it in many different ways. And then when we become more embodied, you, you know, there's more out there for you. So I love exactly. that. All right. So. I am so keen to start talking about uh, the work that you do because there's some listeners I know that are unfamiliar with the Council on Aging. So could you tell me what it is and what the mission of your organization is? Yes. So Council on Aging is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission lies in assisting Union County residents to remain safely in their homes for as long as possible. Essentially, we're hoping to avoid the unnecessary um, institutionalization of seniors. Um, My team and I always aim to assist seniors with services we provide. However, if we don't provide the services that they're specifically in need of, we do manage a resource directory, which enables us to refer them um, to other agencies in the county who might be able to better meet their needs um, so that they can stay at home for as long as possible. And that's super important for your social and your emotional health. Like it, it, right. if you have to go into an institution, that could be a hospital, it could be a nursing home. It, it's a very foreign experience. And, and often I know some of my relatives, but also some of the seniors that I work with, they talk about almost a loss of personhood. They, they, their space is really intimately connected and how they decorate it and the history and the stories mm-hmm. is part of their personhood. And a lot of that they can't take with them. A lot of they have to leave behind or sell or, you know, things. And especially with the seniors in this generation that do remember the depression and they remember not having anything and they really do not want to go back to that, um, back to that mentality of, I just have to make do with what's around me. 
It's Many true. of them have acquired things that they feel deeply connected to and they feel really rooted in the things that are around them. That's how they remember their life. And without those things around them, they do lose a bit of their personhood and they do feel like they're just a number and things like that in the facility area, you know, so just essentially trying to keep people where they're most comfortable and helping them age in place so that they are still able to be active community members as our goal. And I love age in place because as an eco theologian, like I, I talk a lot about how our place, not just our houses, but like our place, our rootedness in our ecosystems. And so you might not think you're connected to a place, but imagine uprooting someone to a foreign physical space, human made, but also a, a new geographic region. There's that, there's, there is a loss and a, and a newness, but, but aging yeah. in place. I love that phrase that you use. So tell me a little bit about um, your current role there and how you first became involved with the Council on Aging. Because I know you had human services and you wanted yeah. to care and love. Did you know this was kind of where you were going? I definitely did not know that this is where I was headed. Um, I've always just been kind of an old soul and enjoyed being around older people. My parents are older. I lovingly refer to them as old hippies. So it's amazing to be able to help them and their friends and things to that extent, be able to continue to assist people that are in that same age cohort that I'm comfortable with. Um, I became involved with Council on Aging as a human services major who had to complete a practicum with Dr. Merrill's class. <laughs> so, Ooh, Dr. Merrill, I am doing a yes. huge shout out. So that real practical learning experience. So I am so sending him this MP3, you know, for yes, everyone needs a little I love. I love working with him and his students that come. I've hosted a couple of their interns um, to be able to help them along their journey as well, ensuring that everybody keeps an open mind. I definitely did not think that gerontology was where I was headed, but I am very happy that it's where I've landed. With that, I started at Council on Aging as an intern and just never left. I started interning here in the fall of 2018, and when I graduated in December, um, prior to my graduation, I was offered a full-time position as the Information and Options Counselor and Ship Coordinator for Union County. Um, essentially taking my internship supervisor's position as he transitioned into being our executive director. Now I wear a lot of hats for our organization. I was going to say. Nonprofits do. We have to make do with what we have. Sometimes we don't have the extra funding to hire another individual. So we essentially say we want to do this thing. Who of our team members has the time, has the capability to also incorporate this into what they're doing? So I assist with information and referrals for aging services in Union County. Part of those services being providing durable medical equipment, such as wheelchairs, walkers, canes, um, shower chairs, things like that, and incontinence supplies, depends, and, you know, bed pads, things like that to seniors who are in need of them. Those supplies, durable medical equipment can get very expensive, and typically Medicare is not the entity to go through with it. Sometimes it just takes longer to bill Medicare than if they can just come to our office and they have something in hand that day. Incontinent supplies especially are a point of, you know, not for lack of a better term, people have a lot of pride if 
point in, in their life. They have had this esteemed career, and now they're having to retire, having to now ask for supplies, and it's a hard thing. So sometimes they feel better coming and asking us for it than having to go into the store and purchase them, where they might run into somebody that they know, somebody that doesn't know that they need these supplies. Uh, and so we help to age with dignity as well by providing these supplies completely, you know, not anybody, not you know, asking for any kind of monetary in return so that we're able to provide these things to people who may have to go without them if they, if they can't afford them. Wow. You provide so many services. We we do a lot in Union County. Um, we're kind of an, an unknown gym, so we like to try to get our name out as much as possible. For a lot of my seniors, I just told them, you know, if you have a need, if you have a friend that has a need, give us a call first. If we can't do it, we might not. We might know who can, you know. So instead of just letting it go and letting it build into something that maybe we could have helped with, call us first and we'll see if we can help. We also make referrals to the Senior Law Project through the North Carolina Legal Aid. This is lawyers and and law students that can help seniors with legal matters free of charge. So that is sometimes a big thing, especially with living wills and power of attorneys and things to that extent to make sure that their affairs legally are handled. We don't have a lawyer here all the time, but we can schedule appointments and they can meet with them at our office where they're comfortable Um, and where they feel like they can trust the individual essentially because we're (laughs) saying that they're reliable and they don't have to go to a lawyer that maybe is not with the best of intentions. You keep saying they can come to us. Where is us? Where are you located? Right. So we are at 1401 Skyway Drive in Monroe. So we're pretty centrally located in Union County. We're a short drive from Marshall, a short drive from Indian Trail, Matthews. So we're kind of in the middle of everything. So that's a good thing. Oh, that is good. Now, before we move on to the CCG, is there anything else that you do, part of your role? Yeah. So um, actually, I help to manage the Minor Home Repair and Yard Work Request Program to help coordinate volunteer opportunities within our organization for folks that are in the community and they're able to meet needs for seniors as well. So this helps seniors to remain safe in their own homes by simply installing a grab bar in their shower so they don't fall or mowing their yard because they just can't do it anymore. Things like that. So they don't feel like they have to, you know, pay $60 every two weeks to get their yard mowed or they feel like they have to get on a ladder at 85 and clean their gutters. Like, well, definitely give us a call. It may take us a while. Right now we are looking desperately for community volunteers. Do you hear that, Winget? Do you hear that? Classes, do you hear that? That's a very safe way to contribute to our community because it's you in the lawnmower. It's you in the rake. It's so professors. at all times. Yes, and and these are ways that you can... um, connect and serve in the community, connect even if you're in the virtual world in the classroom. So hopefully you're listening. And later on, we ask a question about how they get into contact with you. So keep keep thinking as you hear all these wonderful things they're doing, how you possibly could connect with them. We also compose a quarterly newsletter that's sent out to approximately 11,000 seniors and community members in Union County via mail and email to keep everybody updated 
on what we're doing in the community. Typically, I do also manage senior outreach for our organization when it's not COVID. <laughs> Typically, um, that would consist of a monthly union seniors program where an esteemed partner in the community will take this opportunity to educate our group of about 20 to 30 seniors from Union County on hot topics such as alternative medicine, raising grandchildren, local um organizations and resources available to them, local history, things like that, to engage individuals from all all parts of the county, to bring them together and see, you know, these are your community members. These are people that you could be connecting with. Um, and we host that typically at Langford Chapel. It's a, a small church here in Union County on Johnson Street in Monroe. Do that, and typically there's a little lunch that follows, and then ladies can cook. Oh, my goodness. It's amazing. I feel like I have to waddle out of there. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It is oh, my just goodness. just such a great opportunity to meet others in the community who might be struggling with the same things that you're going through. Typically, also, when it's not COVID, I manage day trips for Council on Aging. So we go to different destinations in North Carolina. I take about 50 to 55 seniors, and we just take a coach bus, and we go to theaters, trolley tours, boat tours, enjoying fellowship in our beautiful state that we call home. Those, unfortunately, are on hold due to COVID. So hopefully next year we can go on some new trips and get to know more people in Union County. Oh my goodness. I want to be, can I yeah. sign up? I know I'm not quite 75 or 74, 65. You just have to be 60. Oh, 60. Okay. Yeah. A few more years. As long uh, as you're 60 and over in Union County, you're eligible for our trips. You're eligible for our services. Specifically also I'm the ship coordinator for Union County. So I manage a team of approximately 10 counselors to help with unbiased Medicare counseling about Medicare plans. So the way we help individuals who are Medicare beneficiaries but may not be 60 yet. Individuals who are on Medicare due to disability um, and they need to compare their plans as well. So in 2019 OEP season, which is our open enrollment, which happens every year for Medicare, I'm sure you've heard all the commercials that Mm -hmm. they meet with every year. Um, But in that season alone, which is just October 15th through December 7th, I saved 679 beneficiaries over $290,000 on their Medicare premiums and drug costs for the year. So this is the time that they can change their plans. And we help with that to keep them financially stable and help them stay home. Wow. You are like superstars. I I think that's enough work for three people. Never mind. Just one. (laughs) So, oh, that's amazing. So all our listeners out there, did you know all this? This is pretty incredible that just down the street from us, there's uh, the Council on Aging is serving everyone over 60 in Union County so well. Right. Uh, Wow. So how did you get involved with the CCG? I always like asking this question. And uh, so when did our partnership start and what does this partnership kind of look like? Right. As a Winget alumna, I kind of tried to stay connected to the university as much as possible, and I was contacted actually by one of my previous professors, Lacey Ritter, um, and one of the new professors at Winget, Candace LePan, 
members work with them on a new endeavor with the university to connect local professionals and students and services to make a difference in Union County. So actually it kind of started as Candace wanting to know more about senior services in Union County. And Lacey, as you know, has a, a deep love for seniors. Um, so this was essentially me just telling them what we do, how we connect seniors, getting them involved in our interagency group and how they can meet other individuals in the county who are helping seniors. Gym uh, services are just are so important and in a community like ours. There's over 32,000 Medicare beneficiaries in Union County. So wow. we just touch the, the tip of the iceberg. So wanting to help in any way that we can to, to get younger students involved in helping those 32,000 individuals with opportunities and with assistance and things like that. Wow. So tell me a little bit about your favorite memory of this collaboration. So uh, I know you educated and you were talking with Candace and Lacey about it. And then students came and hung out with you. And, and this is pre-COVID. And I know their projects kind of looked a little different because we couldn't implement right. them. But what were some of your favorite memories and favorite projects or ideas that came up from this right. interaction? One of the things that I really liked, um, I spoke on a professional panel for both Lacey and Candy's aging classes um, by discussing how a young professional such as myself is navigating the aging services world. I'm hoping that college age individuals will find themselves falling in love with rewarding nonprofit work with seniors um, and looking forward to a blossoming professional relationship with those two in the future. I'm confident that only good things will come from partnership with the CCD. I want to make sure that that young people consider the aging services as an opportunity for them. It's it's a field that is doing nothing but growing, especially with baby boomers coming up. There's so much room for growth in whatever capacity that you're comfortable with. Seniors are not as scary as as we think. They're not as unrelatable as we think either. They're still people. They still, you know, are professionals or were recently professionals. A lot of the individuals that I work with are still actively working or were, you know, a huge deal in their field. And there is so much to learn from them that if we don't take time to get to know them and actually, you know, give them our time and realize how how inviting they can be, um, that knowledge is just going to go away. You know. And you know the CCG loves the knowledge democracy that everywhere in our Eastern Union County and Union County as a whole, there are people that have so much to give and also receive. So I love how, and that's why our partnership is so strong, is that is our idea of a participatory process. So our students bring some really neat ideas of how, so they're learning in their courses and they're coming and bringing, and yet they are receiving tenfold back from a source of wisdom that they never even considered. Um, Most of I don't think anyone doesn't say, I love my grandma or I love my grandma, you know. However, do you realize like in the professional capacity that they could help you with your career tract, that cooking alone, if you absorb even half the amount of information of how to cook and culinary skills, then you will be set for life. Um, And so the CCG really, we we do love a knowledge democracy and these partnerships really uh, highlight that. I think there was senior proms that were 
um, thought about. I'm just thinking through a lot yeah. of the different student projects. And one that came up in social media recently, our students haven't done it yet, but the virtual world, how in this COVID world that the senior's life is contracted to a space, like a house or a room even, because they can't get out because they're at such high risk. How do you allow that interaction to still happen with the world that is part of your emotional wellness? And people were saying that seniors would watch, you know, the classic movies they loved and students would watch it with them, zoom in and watch it. And then they would talk about it. That's yeah. perfectly safe, and yet it's it's a very innovative way of keeping those connections. Are are you guys yeah. doing anything kind of interesting to kind of combat this isolation our seniors are feeling? I am hoping to start some intergenerational programs whenever we are able to do so. I definitely want to do a movie club such as what you just described um, and be able to watch the classics and discuss similar trends discuss from different points of view from this is the movie I remember going to the drive-in and seeing versus this is a movie that I've only read about and talking to individuals who were at historic times in his times that we've only read about in books you know that's something that personally just blows my mind I love talking to individuals who maybe they were at you know, this historic battle, and they just don't talk about it because they don't feel like they have somebody who listens. And having that outlet, that opportunity to say, you know, you can talk about whatever you want. You can record whatever you want, and we'll send it to a student who maybe has similar interests. And now you have a pen pal that is, you know, virtual. And so it's safe for our seniors and it's safe for the students also, you know, and it's a way to kind of bridge that gap where we realize we are so much more similar than we are dissimilar. If you take a step and you realize these were people, these were individuals, we, like you had mentioned before, so many seniors are lose their personhood with their old age. They are just looked at as somebody's grandpa, somebody's mom, somebody's somebody, you know. And, and we worse off a burden, like the, right. the burden on society because they don't right. work and consume and, and mm-hmm. leaving their professional life as if that's the only defining characteristic. Well, it is exactly. in a marketplace mentality. And when you exactly. lose that, it, it's this sense, deep sense of loss and burden. And that is not true. Right, right. They've lost that that sense of I'm a a contributing part of society and there is so much that people can give without giving of their physical labor um, these individuals were nurses for years they were frontline individuals they were soldiers they were setting up technology when it was still a room full of one computer you know there's so many seniors that we forget the knowledge that they have and the knowledge that they can give us if we'll sit there and listen. It's just hard to, to tell people, you know, okay, check your knowledge at the door and realize you don't know everything. Just because we're growing up in this era where we have a computer in our fingertips in our pocket at all times, think of a time when it took hours, when it took somebody, you know, hours to compute the formulas that is going to get a man to the moon. That's something that we could never think about now. 
something that we don't think about these people who were just pioneers in their field and they're still living. They're still here and just an untapped resource for knowledge and wisdom and an opportunity mm-hmm. to make a friend with somebody who is 73 and you just light up when you hear them call. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So how do we get involved? So I know you have right. inspired so many people now, and I'm going to send this to all sorts of department heads and, and kind of say, can you imagine your, yourself or your classes being part of these intergenerational projects, which is a cornerstone yes. of the CCG. So our three cornerstones yeah. are triple bottom line, intergenerational, and a participatory knowledge democracy. So, I mean, you hit all three. It's wonderful. Yeah. So tell us how to get involved. How to get involved specifically with some of these programs that I'm hoping to implement, I need participants. So our phone number is 704-292-1797 and just ask for Jesse. Um, if you're interested in signing up for these programs, even though we have some different options that we're kind of brainstorming right now, I'd love to get a running list of people that I can call when we're ready to go with these things and say, hey, I know you signed up and you're ready. This is what it looks like. What does your class load look like? Can you be involved this semester? Hoping that this is not just a one semester thing. We want this to continue. So if you have 21 credits a semester and you just can't do it, I understand. Give us a call. Let us know you're interested and we can put it and defer it until next semester. Because we may have different projects. We may have continuations of projects that are involved, but I can make an email list. I can make a phone tree, something to keep you guys involved um, and let us know really what it is that you're interested in so that we can further our partnership with Winget and we can make sure that these leaders that we're kind of blossoming at the university, make sure they have an opportunity to grow within the community. These are ideas that you don't have to stay in Union County to do. You can do an internship with our organization or even just one of Candace's projects with our organization. And then you can take it home and implement it in your own community. You know, we understand that not everybody is going to stay with our agency as much as we would love them to, as much as we would love everybody to stay in Union County and keep connected. We know that you have different lives and that, Things are going to change, and that's okay. But take what you learn at university and take what you learn with your different community outreach opportunities and take it home and reach out to those seniors and see what it is that you can do to make your hometown a better place. Oh, I love it. I wish I could bottle you up. Oh, we just did on the (laughs) podcast. We have bottled you up um, because that is great advice for all our students, but also for our faculty members. So if you come become kind of partners with the CCG as a faculty member or a staff member, you don't have to teach classes. I mean, we have so many amazing uh, staff members that can get involved. But if you do teach a course and you do want to implement a service learning component, we can walk you through the entire process. We can get right. it to the, you can have, we always like service learning light, medium, or or kind of full-fledged where you're doing these projects. We can help you with this. And then students, you're right. This is your portfolio. So when you leave yeah. and you have a portfolio for your employers, wherever you are in the world, <laughs> This can be a piece of it, a piece of the puzzle. And right. uh, and there is so much that you can do. So definitely you can reach yeah. out to the collaborative. And Jesse, I have a question. Are you on our yeah. partnership portal? 
I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I actually do need to check that. Um, that is something I need to get into. We are actually, um, another caveat to what I do, I manage our social media platforms. So as the youngest person, they were kind of like, surprise. <laughs> so I manage our social media. So follow us on Instagram, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, and Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, probably. Yeah. Did that this week. Um, so follow us and, and see what's new. See what we're engaged with. And then that way also I can get involved with the portal and make mm-hmm. sure that everybody knows that we're out there and knows what we're doing. Yes. Um, and we have a student resource. Oh, yes. And the portal is kind of on timeout and COVID. So right. you won't notice there's a lot of activity. So the partnership portal is going to be actually overseen by one of our fabulous CCG student interns. Uh, Brandy, Woo! shout out for Brandy, um, who just was hired this week. So it's a wonderful, wonderful addition to our team. Now she's been a part of our team for a while. She worked with Dr. LePin on a lot of things. Um, but the idea of the par- portal is number one, it shows all our partners that we're working with. So we're trying to get all our partners because you have a pay your own page with all the mission and all your social media pictures so students can go and kind of look and check you out before they get involved and then once post-covid happens then we will have all the volunteer opportunities so say you have projects that run every tuesday then students can just look on your portal and go hey this is a tuesday i want to go to or this and you get an automatic list and and that way you can track and if you do things virtually and our students graduate they can still be part of the portal and they can still do it virtually from wherever they are in the world. So awesome. they might not be in part of Union County, but their heart might be in Union County with you guys. Yeah. So um, so Brandy will be reaching out to a lot of our, our partners to make sure that everybody's on the portal and how it works. And students, if you're listening or faculty, if you go to our webpage, um, at the top of our Wingate University webpage, there's two buttons, one that says give. So if you have extra money or you have any money that you want to give, please give. But also there's a button for serve. And if you click on that, it'll all automatically take you to the portal. And as COVID, hopefully we move into different phases that allow for more service opportunities. And anything virtual will be on there. So we are going to update it now that we kind of know where we are in the phases and, and kind of transition it over the semester so it's a wonderful resource to have so we can't wait to get you on board absolutely excellent well thank you so much do you have any last words of advice anything you would do one last shout out to anyone or any piece of advice for our listeners last piece of advice not to be corny but definitely get to know your professors don't wait until after you graduate like i did um they're just people they're, they might control your grade, but they won't always. So <laughs> get to know them as people realize they're not just a professor and they could be an amazing community resource later on. And just be thankful for the opportunities that they're providing you with. So much room for growth. Oh, <laughs> and you are wonderful. You, I think I'm going to bottle you up and send it to every professor. Every professor on I'm campus. only five foot, so it wouldn't take a really big bottle. <laughs> That's true, but a very sparkly bottle with peach yes. ice cream right beside it. A hundred percent sparkly. Excellent. Big hair like Dolly. Yeah. Oh, yes. In quarantine, Dolly can do your hair. There you go. Absolutely. 
Well, that's the dream. <laughs> thank you. I have enjoyed our conversation so much and getting to know Absolutely. you even better. And I know you come to our root summit, so I'm excited for our next root summit in the spring. Cross your fingers, COVID will yes. will allow us Hopefully to do. You'll be face to face. Yeah. Well, you never know. It's just another reason to get innovative with the way we we gather. Uh, so Absolutely. thank you for coming. Um, all of us here are very grateful at the CCG for your partnership. And all listeners, stay tuned for more exciting Against the Grain episodes where we focus on sowing the seeds of change in Eastern Union County. Bye!